From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. It's Graham, VK4BB here with WIA National News for week commencing September 8, 2019. Although yet to be confirmed to this, the WIA National News, we hear that the WIA Awards Committee is planning on a new award. To be known as the Islands of Australia Award, it will be available shortly and will recognise contacts with amateur radio stations on any of the 56 qualifying Islands of Australia. Hopefully next week we'll hear how this will all work from either the board or the awards committee themselves, so stay tuned. Unless you're on a Kenwood. The JVC Kenwood conglomerate has quietly discontinued sales of Kenwood amateur gear here in VK. And here on WIA National News to tell us more is Jeff Emery, VK Forward ZPP. The JVC Kenwood conglomerate has quietly discontinued sales of Kenwood amateur gear in VK. This follows the closure of the showroom and workshop in Melbourne. It will be up to devotees of this mark to decide the cost and benefits of buying from overseas or local importers without factory warranty. It seems that a quantum shift has occurred in the sales and repair of gear in this country and others too. Shopfront retailers have largely left the market in Australia with the survivors probably counted on one hand. With the profit margins on radio sales historically low, the margin for warranty service has been whittled away and many servicemen have retired to enjoy their lives too. This means we have to look further afield to buy our goods and often go without professional repair services as well. These are things to think on. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Good morning. Please excuse my nasally voice, but I have just been down in Melbourne for a few days and have picked up the most annoying flu symptoms. Anyway, it's affecting me badly. I've also just returned from Nandi, Fiji, where I was attending my niece's wedding. I was going to be carrying a handheld transceiver with me that I had used in Melbourne. Accordingly, I applied for and received a license to import a radio and to operate it while I was in Fiji. When I received my license, I noted that I had been given the ability to utilise one kilowatt power on all bands. I doubt I needed such a condition as my handheld radio only had a five watt maximum output. But nevertheless, it was a nice condition to have. The WIA, in its response to the latest ACMA consultation paper, reiterated its desire for increased power levels for the amateur service. We also continued our work to gain the use of the 5 MHz band, as well as retain or improved other existing conditions. President Greg Kelly, VK2GPK, gave a detailed update on the preparatory work being undertaken by the WIA in preparation for the World Radio Conference, WRC19, to be held next month. This is a very costly exercise for the WIA, but it is imperative to ensure that the amateur service conditions are maintained or improved. It has been great to receive unsolicited donations being made towards this huge expense. It was with regret that I learned of an old friend and mentor, Bob Sutherland, VK6ABS, uh, had fell silent key. I first met Bob when I was working in Papua New Guinea about 40 years ago. 
Bob was the local radio inspector and he encouraged and mentored me to achieve my advanced theory. When Bob retired, he and his wife Ada returned to VK6 to be near family. I was lucky enough to visit Bob late last year. Bob had a great life, was an active amateur up until only very recently, and a very long-standing member of the WIA. Valo VK6 ABS. In August, I put out a call to find some sub-editors to assist Harry, VK6YBZ, the WIA's editor-in-chief. The editorial roles will be for both electronic and the more traditional media types. The WIA would like to find, say, three or four sub-editors so as to share the workload of those positions. So far, we have received two new expressions of interest, but we are still looking for another, say, two to lighten the workload on individuals. So if you fancy you could assist in this regard, then please put up your hand. Please send any expressions of interest to secretary at wia.org.au. This has been WIA Director Peter, VK8ZZ. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Good news for the two-metre band. When SEPT met in Turkey, it finalised its positions on a wide range of WRC-19 agenda items, including proposals for WRC-23. With thanks to our friends at the Radio Society of Great Britain, let's look at the matters that interest radio amateurs. At 144 MHz after a major effort, the 144 to 146 MHz frequency range was successfully withdrawn from the French WRC-23 aeronautical proposal. This hot topic has been the subject of detailed submissions by the IARU, France and Germany. This excellent result for amateur radio occurred in parallel to a number of other proposals being adopted to support aeronautical interests. There's more positive news at 50 MHz. SEPT confirmed its common proposal for an overall 50 to 52 MHz secondary allocation for IARU Region 1 following requests from both the RSGB and the UK 6-metre group to Ofcom, we're pleased to announce that the UK has signed an optional footnote in the SEPT proposal for national primary status in the 50 to 50.5 MHz segment, along with a number of other countries. In most microwave bands, it's pleasing to report that the SEPT positions adopted should result in no further regulatory change to the amateur 5 GHz secondary and 47 GHz primary allocations, as well as innovative UK UK usage above 275 GHz. However, for the 23cm band following intense discussions, a WRC23 proposal was considered necessary to ensure the protection of new satellite navigation systems such as Galileo from amateur emissions in the 1240 to 1300MHz range. The draft resolution that would guide such studies excludes the removal of the existing amateur secondary allocations. Commenting on the overall outcome, IARU Region 1 President Don Beatty, Golf 3 Bravo Juliet, praised the IARU team of volunteers and their contributions, and was pleased that regulators had recognised the strength of the amateur case. 
Blackadder fans, listen up. Celebrating 90 years of Baldock Radio Station. In 1929, Baldock Radio Station opened its doors for the first time. That was the start of a nine-decade journey and counting that would see it evolve from a radio-receiving station to the home of Ofcom's work on managing the airwaves. Baldock was created as a part of the Imperial Wireless Chain, an international communications network to link the countries of the British Empire. In that same year, it helped to complete the first transatlantic radio telephone call made to the UK from Rocky Point, New Jersey, USA. It continued as a receiving station until 1938 when the Baldock Frequency Control Station opened at the same location. The new frequency control station played a vital role in keeping the radio spectrum clear of interference, which remains a key function of the station today. News from Dominica. Dominica News reports battery manufacturer Digicel recently donated 150 batteries to the Dominica Amateur Radio Club Incorporated. Network engineer manager at Digicel said during the presentation that they were proud as a commercial entity to be able to provide the assistance. We know that it will be used as it should be to assist the nation through any disaster that may arise, keeping in mind that we're in the hurricane season. These batteries would assist with communications to increase the period of time that their systems remain online to ensure communication is prolonged, he stated. President of the Dominica Amateur Radio Club Incorporated, Roger Blanchard, Juliet 73 Romeo, also spoke at the function, pointing out that the batteries will enhance the club's on-air time during a disaster. In the USA, the ARRL report that in an effort to more effectively address HF digital technology issues, ARRL President Rick Roderick, Kilo 5 Uniform Romeo, has reactivated the ARRL Board of Directors HF Band Planning Committee. This will primarily focus on spectrum allocation issues that have gained increased visibility with discussions on accommodating automatically controlled digital stations. The committee will also discuss operating frequencies for FT4, FT8 and other digital modes. In a strategic partnership with Raytheon, U.S. amateur radio equipment manufacturer Flex Radio has been selected by the U.S. Air Force to adapt its off-the-shelf smart SDR Flex 6000 architecture for HF modernization of airborne communication platforms. The new radio will provide beyond-line-of-sight long-distance communications for air crews. The Raytheon Flex Radio team is but one of two recipients for this development program. After a 31-month period of performance, one team will be named to move on to production. Worldwide, high-frequency communications is what our commercial customers do every day, using virtually every mode of operation and type of propagation, the company said. Our partnership brings together the vast resources and experience of Raytheon in airborne tactical communication systems with Flex Radio's commercial off-the-shelf high-frequency software-defined radios to deliver a modular, extensible and flexible communications platform for the warfighter. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now for further international news, here is Amateur Radio Newsline. It's the Amateur Radio Newsline Amateur Radio Club, WA6ITF. If the call sign sounds familiar, it's because it once belonged to Newsline's co-founder Bill Pasternak, who has been deeply missed since he became a silent key in 2015. We honor him by putting his call sign back on the air. We now operate as a newscast and a new club that we hope 
would make him proud. Be listening for news of our operating events. QRZ. News, talk and radio sport. Here with VK1 WIA. Ham Radio Operational News. It's Contact Sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. WIA.org.au Fiji 3D2 QRV is 3D2 VR tilt September 9 on 8 to 10 metres using SSB. QSL via DD0 VR. West Malaysia 9M2 QRV with special event call is 9M16KING from Kuala Lumpur. All September 1 in celebration of the 16th anniversary of His Majesty the King. Activity will be on 8 of the 10 metres using CWSSV in various digital modes. QSL via operator's instructions. The Citrus Bell Amateur Radio Club of San Bernardino, California, W6JBT, will host the 20th annual Route 66 on the Air special event this week, September 7 to 15. The yearly event commemorates the 1926 construction of the famous Route 66, the USA's first major improved highway linking the US heartland with the West Coast. 20 stations will be on the air along the route, two of them as rubber stations on the highway between Santa Monica and Chicago. All 20 stations will employ one-by-one one call signs. Burundi, 9U. QRV is 93TMM from Bujumbura until September 17 on 60-6 metres using FT8, SSB and RITI. QSL to IV3TMM. New Caledonia, FK. QRV is FK8CJ from Numia, IOTA, OC032 until the end of 2019 on 30, 20 and 17 metres. QSL to F6EYB. OMG, Operation Market Garden Special Event. Look for Special Event Station PA75OMG to be active between September the 12th and 22nd. Activity is to commemorate and celebrate the anniversary of freedom. As part of Operation Market Garden in World War II, paratroopers of the Allied forces such as American, British, Canadian, Polish and Dutch landed in the Nimagin region on September the 17th, 1944 and the region was soon liberated after four years of German occupation. During the 10 days of activity, PA75OMG will try to work as many amateur radio operators around the world as possible. QSL via the info on qrz.com. Prefix hunters may be interested in working the special event station TM500LV. The station is on the air till the 6th of October, and commemorates the 500th anniversary of the death of Leonardo da Vinci. QSL manager is F1IOZ. On air is 9U3TMM from Burundi, August 31 to 17 September. Listen forward, 9U3TMM on 6-6 metres on SSB, RITI and FT8. QSL 9U3TMM via Club Log OQRS. Nauru, C21. Operators, URIS, YL2GM, Jack, YL2KA, Kaspars, YL1ZF and Christus, YL3JA will be active as C21W from September the 16th to 25. Activity will be on 160 to 6 metres and possibly 60 metres using CWSSB, RITI and FT8. QSL via YL2GN Direct or via Club Log. Liberian Update. The Italian de-expedition team will be active from Liberia between September the 28th and October the 11th using two call signs. A82X for CW and SSB. A82Z for the digital modes. Activity will be on 160 to 10 minutes using CWSSB, RITI and FT8. 
The Royal Amateur Radio Association of Morocco is active using the special event call sign 5E6A for their national celebrations until September the 29th. QSL Direct to EA7FTR. Japan, JA. Special event station 8N7JAPAN is QRV until October 31, 2020 to commemorate the Olympic Games 2020, the Paralympics 2020 and the World Cup Games 2019. QSL via Bureau. Anniversary of the Federal Republic of Germany. Look for special event stations DM70GER and DL70BRD, now active until December 31, 2019, to celebrate the 70th anniversary of the Federal Republic of Germany, which was established on May 23, 1949. Operations will be on CW and SSB. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. With the latest worldwide special interest group news, I'm Cole, VK3GTV. And first up, it's digital. The FCC has granted ARRL's emergency request for a temporary waiver to permit only those radio amateurs active and involved in Hurricane Dorian response and relief efforts to use the Pactor 4 digital protocol on HF. The waiver request was necessary because rules limit digital data emissions of amateur stations operating below 28 MHz to a symbol rate not to exceed 300 boards and in the 10 metre band to a symbol rate not to exceed 1,200 boards which precludes Pactor 4 emissions. The ARRL told the FCC, Pactor 4 is a data protocol that permits relatively high-speed data transmission in the HF bands, and many amateur stations active in emergency communications preparedness are capable of using this protocol. The FCC granted a waiver for the use of Pactor 4 during the 2017 Hurricane Maria relief effort, and more recently in preparing for typhoon relief communications in Hawaii. The ARRL told the FCC that the higher data rates offered by Pactor 4 are critical to sending hurricane relief communications, including lists of needed and distributed supplies. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Radio Scouting GB100GP active for Jamboree on the Air this October. The Scouts UK headquarters station GB2GP, located at Gilmore Park, North London, will be active for this year's Jota with the very special call sign GB100GP to celebrate 100 years of scouting at Gilwell Park. The campsite consists of 110 acres of fields and woodlands and annually has over 30,000 youngsters from all over the world visit the site. This year, Gilwell Park celebrates its centenary of ownership by the Scout Association and in recognition, the permanent amateur radio station has the very special call sign of GB100GP. The third full weekend every October, which this year is the 19th and 20th, hosts the world's largest scouting event, Jamboree on the Air, with over a million scouts worldwide taking part. Gilmore Park has regularly taken part since Jota started 62 years ago, and this year the campsite will again be active using GB100GP, and will have over 250 youngsters visiting the station over the weekend. There are numerous amateurs around Australia gearing up for the event in coordination with scout groups, and yours truly will be at a scout camp at Lake Epilock in central Victoria. And I should also mention that girl guides around the world also participate in Jota and Jotai, Jamboree on the Air and Jamboree on the Internet. 
So if you hear CQ Jota, please respond, as the kids would love to chat to you. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Rescue Radio, Stranded Texas Ham, Saved by a Satellite. Ham Radio played a starring role in a recent drama, this one in the United States. It was August 27, when Clayton, W5PFG, and his father Jack, AC5DI, were traversing the Chihuahuan Desert in Big Bend National Park, Texas, when their vehicle became stuck in mud from recent monsoonal rains. Being stuck up to the axles, they were unable to self-recover from the situation, requiring assistance from park rangers. August temperatures in this desert reach upwards of 46 degrees Celsius, and there's no mobile phone coverage outside park headquarters. Clayton called on the AO-92 satellite and reached Kevin, KK4YEL in Florida, who notified park authorities of the emergency. In this remote part of the park, with no access to mobile phone coverage or radio repeaters, ham radio still came through for Clayton. What about satellite phones, you ask? Sure, some may already own one. And for anyone that's ever broken down along a remote stretch of highway or stuck like Clayton in that previous story, and without your ham radio, and have desperately searched for a mobile phone signal, knowing that a constellation of communication satellites is zipping by overhead, is cold comfort indeed. One needs specialised gear to tap into the sat phone network, of which few of us can justify the expense of a satellite phone service, and fewer still care to carry around a brick with a chunky antenna on it as our main phone. But what if a regular mobile phone could somehow access those satellites to make a call or send a text from a dead zone? Well, as it turns out, it might just be possible to do exactly that, as a Virginia-based startup called Ubiquity Link is in the process of filling in all the gaps in phone coverage by orbiting a constellation of satellites that will act as cellular towers of last resort. And the best part is that it'll work with a regular cellular phone, the one you already own. No brick needed. The idea behind the plan to fill in the dead zones is simple and it's based on the fact that space really isn't that far away as it seems. If you could somehow drive straight up, low-Earth orbit is only a couple of hours away. The satellites that will form the backbone of the network will be in a somewhat higher orbit, around 500 kilometres, 
Still, that's not really all that far away, at least in terms of radio frequency propagation over a path that is, for the most part, free from the attenuation caused by terrestrial obstructions. Much more on this idea is in the link in this week's text edition of WIA National News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Young Timers. It's been decided that an IARU Region 3 Yota activity will take place in Pattaya, Thailand in October 2020. No further news on this is yet available, but as soon as we know, you'll know. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Summits on the Air. SOTA Activity Day honours New Zealand's silent key. Hams in New Zealand are preparing to scale the summits there to honour a very special silent key for the second year in a row. Andrew White, ZL3CC, took pleasure in combining two things he considered some of the best things in his life, amateur radio and the beautiful outdoor landscape of New Zealand. The Christchurch resident fully embraced these activities through the awards program known as Summits on the Air, activating Mount Sinclair, Coronet Peak and Cobb Ridge among scores of others. After he became a silent key unexpectedly in 2018, the New Zealand Association of Radio Transmitters proclaimed that the Saturday after his birthday was to be known as Andrew White Memorial Soda Activity Day to honour his work and his contributions. This year's event, the second such activity, is taking place on September 14th. NZ Arts Vice President Warren Harris, ZL2AJ, noted in a recent podcast that the purpose of the day is to get out on a summit in the same spirit as Andrew himself did, and to remember this silent key. More soda news, this time from Romania, where some newer young hams are celebrating the completion of their first experience with summits on the air. And it was a success. On that summit in Romania, the newly licensed young hams of the YO6KGS Radio Club savoured the first falling stars of the Perseids meteor shower, and the next day savoured something equally stellar their first summit on the air experience. With teachers from their school, including Adrian, YO5IA, guiding them, the teenagers learned about local flora at a nature reserve in eastern Transylvania, heard about meteor scatter, and pursued SOTA contacts on 20 metres, as well as UHF and VHF, over the course of four days. The expenses for the trip were paid for with support from a program of the Moray County Community Foundation in partnership with the Romanian Community Foundations and support of the Romanian American Foundation. It was a reward for all their hard work. SOTA experts Saran Babu, YO2MSB, and Mahai Suchu, YO6SM, were their guides in the Hasmus Mountains, part of the Eastern Carpathians. Two of the young amateurs, Daria, YO6CDC, age 16, and Horatio, YO6HDC, age 17, wrote afterward in their diaries that even with all the climbing along difficult routes carrying heavy backpacks, their enthusiasm remained intact. They learned how to properly set up their antennas and make soda contacts. They also said the companionship, good humour and lessons they learned made the experience memorable. So memorable, in fact, that they're hoping to do it all again. And from me, Col, VK3GTV, another avid SOTA enthusiast, I'll catch you again next week with more Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Time to tie the ribbon with a look at the 2019 social scene. Next weekend, here in VK4, it's the Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Group Sunfest. That happens at 9am at the Wombai School of Arts, followed the day after 
post-Sunfest barbecue, the club open day, Sunday the 15th of September from 10am until mid-afternoon at the VK4 WIS club rooms in Godfrey's Road, Bly Bly. In VK3, Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club, Friday, September 20. It's a citizen science and amateur radio happening in Castle, Maine. Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club invite you to their September meeting where the topic will be Citizen Science and Amateur Radio, a presentation by Tony Faller, VK3KKP. Become a citizen scientist by using your amateur radio station to provide propagation data to researchers. Now, don't let your rig sit silent during these years of poor propagation. Tony will describe the many ways a modern amateur radio station can be set up to gather information about propagation and use the results to catch the frequent but very brief openings on the bands. The presentation will also consist of a working WSPR setup. Now, the evening commences at 7.30pm Friday, September 20 at the First Castlemaine Scout Hall, 16 Reckerbin Street in Castlemaine. A gold coin donation would be appreciated to help with the tea, coffee and biscuits available. VK4, the Townsville Amateur Radio Club's card will gathering four days commencing October 4. Back in VK3, the Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group's Hamfest, October 13. Worldwide, it's Jota 2019. It starts on Friday the 18th of October. In VK3, Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Barg Hamvention, October 27. In VK5, it's the AHARS Buy and Sell, Marion, RSL, November 3. And VK3, Rosebud Radio Fest, November 17. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB, walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.